Hello, folks. This episode is going to be very, very raw. So if you do not want to hear about a personal tragedy, please go ahead and turn it off, and I will see you in the next episode that comes out. Goodbye. Hello, and welcome to day number 11 for me of the Dog Days of Podcasting. Now, today's show is going to be a lot different than anything I've ever done because, number one, there's been five days since I actually sat down to record, and the reason for that is that when it happened, it was... I received a single phone call that in one single phone call changed a fundamental portion of my life. I received a phone call that told me that my mother was in the ICU, was in a catatonic state, unresponsive, and I was listed as the next of kin, which is fine because her husband had passed away several months ago. And I had told her that if she ever needed to, she could always put me down for something like that, but it probably wouldn't ever come to that. And then it happened only a few weeks after she asked me if she could do that. The reason is, is that from everything that we've been able to piece together, because that's all we have, because she's still completely unconscious, is that she attempted suicide. And while lots of people talk about it, They say we need to keep people aware of it. I completely understand. And at any point, she could have called me. But she basically laid in a bedroom for what might have been 24 hours in a state where she was not dead, but not alive. While this was all going on, life continued around her. That evening, someone wondered where she was because they hadn't seen her all day, her roommate, who then walked in and found her like this. And then, of course, they immediately rushed her to the hospital. And my uncle, who happened to be the first person that they called, told them to go ahead and start trying to revive her. I received the phone call a few hours later after they had moved her to a different hospital. And then they told me that she was doing about as well as could be expected and they wouldn't give me very much in the way of information. Well, that's all well and good. Privacy law is what they are, I understand. And there's no way that I can prove who I am over the phone. So I accept it. I continue. 
I talk to my aunt who's there. She then gets me the information that I need so that I can tell them I am who I say I am. At which point, I then am allowed to talk to a nurse. Now, my mother has been this way for, at this point, almost two full days before I get to talk to a nurse. And I'm the next of kin. So, when I found that she was like this, they then said, we don't know, she could wake up. She may never wake up. And that's all that they will tell me, basically. And then I decide I'm going to figure out what's going on, and I'm going to find out if she has anything like a living will or a will period so that I know the directions that she'd like me to take. And it wasn't until this afternoon that I actually got a copy of the living will. Now, the entire time that this has been going on, my mother has been on a ventilator. She then found that they're talking about putting her on dialysis now. And luckily I found the living will that said that they're not allowed to do any of those things. They're not even allowed to put her on a ventilator. Only an IV and medicine to make it painless. If, as is the case in most places, two doctors deem that it is unreasonable that she will awaken. I will find out I will find out the answer to that question on Friday after a second neurologist looks at her CT scan and then they make the decision whether to do an MRI. And if she's not going to reasonably wake up, then on Friday I have to make the decision which I've already made because her living will was very specific that she was not supposed to be kept alive like this. So on Friday, if the doctors don't reasonably expect her to wake up, I have to tell them that it's okay to turn the power off and disconnect everything. And I don't know if I can. really know if I can, but I don't have a choice. This is what she wanted. So on Friday, I get to tell them this, and then I get to wait for the phone call, because I live so far away that I'm not going to go, because I can't.
I'm going to watch this, well, not watch, but I'm going to visualize it as this whole thing happens. And when I get the phone call, I then get to finish making more phone calls so that I can end up with her remains. And then, once that's all done, I get to go and take her remains back home to where I was born and where she was happiest. <laughs> I get to put them in the river. Anybody that lives in Indiana, especially in the northern part, knows the St. Joseph River. I, uh, some early memories that I have from that time when we lived there were of my parents both intertubing down the, down the river. And so I'm going to set her free there. And hopefully everything goes smoothly between now and then. And this was never something that I hoped would ever happen or even thought would ever happen in the next 10 years. But sometimes if she, sometimes when anybody feels so lost, I just wish that they would reach out to somebody. If anybody that would be there to hear and maybe help so don't just say it. If you know somebody that's down, tell them. Tell them that you're actually there and that it doesn't matter what time it is. You'll always be able to be called and talked to. Now, I'm sorry for uh, kind of losing it, but it is what it is, and it's still very raw, and I'm watching it happen. So aside from my regular shows that will be coming out for the rest of the month, this will be the last one that I do, at least for this year. Maybe next year I'll feel better and be able to finish. So, until then, all of you guys and gals and listeners, please always be there for those that you want to help. 